0: Welcome, everyone, to What the Force, and welcome to a special edition of What the Fandom, where we get to talk about, I would say, one of the most epic Star Wars webcomics out there. A Star Wars comic. We have Jim Mello. Hi. Hey. (laughs) And Alex Ray. Hi. Hello
1: there. What the
2: heck? At least you were on brand. That was good.
0: That was good. That was good.
2: good.
0: Awesome. (laughs) Welcome, guys, to What The Force.
2: Thank you for having us. This is great. This is the greatest day of my life. Yeah.
1: Aww. Every day is the greatest day of your life, Jim. Yeah, it that is. I feel Star like Wars. it
0: keeps on getting better for you, Jim, based on your <laughs> tweets.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: A Star Wars comic is a fan-based comic that almost takes these little snapshots into maybe not lesser-known characters, because sometimes you you get the mains in there, but really these, like, in almost mini arcs that are like off screen or just slightly to the side or, you know, something that you guys, I think, have thought about a lot. Do you want to describe it in your own words?
2: Sure. So Star Wars comic basically is an anthology series where Alex and I kind of tackle kind of the different aspects of Star Wars. Usually it's those tangential moments, Mm -hmm. but often like, as I think as we've grown more competent as creators, we've been more comfortable tackling like the major characters, but we try to like get at those little stories that are kind of off to the side. Usually they run between six, originally it was six pages. Now it's like between six and 10, depending on like what we need because they come out bi-monthly and uh, yeah, right? That's about it, right? That's what it is. (laughs) Mm
1: Mm-hmm. (laughs)
0: I appreciate specifically how it's built on the site, because it not only goes, you know, from comic to comic, but also it's not just like static, it almost like moves with the flow of the web design, which I feel adds like a really amazing layer to the to the comic just stylistically in how you get to appreciate it. How you
1: actually navigate the pages of the comic.
0: Yeah, like how you you click through and you're like the next page. And it almost like it feels like it Flows very nicely, mm-hmm. like almost like a like a scene swipe in Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's the reader. Yeah. That's our
1: our friend um, Jess. She coded that site for us. She made us a WordPress site, basically, when we first had the idea to deploy all this stuff. So that's a lot of the design was was me doing or three of us with them or two of us with input, and then she made it mm-hmm. all work. So that's yeah, her it, her yes. magic in the background.
0: It adds to the style, I think, a fair amount, as well as that you're just focusing on, you know, one character at one point in time and telling that, like, mini story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Her design, what's cool about it, too, is she kind of had to, because there's no real, like, there's no easy format to do the comics that we wanted to tell Mm -hmm. online. So she kind of had to, like, reverse engineer from WordPress, like, a way to to create like the fluidity that you're seeing so yeah. it's kind of cool like um we owe jess a lot for what for what she did especially when we started it was
1: um it was really awesome yeah now she just occasionally yells at me if i muck something up <laughs> but yeah that, well,
0: like just well, to clarify jim you're the writer and alex is yes. the
1: artist yes that's me i do the art stuff <laughs>
0: I have to say, Alex, some of your art is like better than Marvel level Star Wars. It's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> it's so awesome. It's it's like like because sometimes Marvel, um, like the the actual Star Wars comic goes a little into the like super hyper real. Like it's almost like they're trying to do screen grabs or something. And
1: mm. oh, it's it's almost like they do screen grabs,
0: or they do do screen grabs, and as this like try-up. as the reference yeah. for the
1: shots. Yeah, yeah. I've I've used yeah. I've used. Um, you, I mean, there's so much different reference online for people, mm-hmm. people to use nowadays. You don't mean you don't ever have to leave your computer, or you can look through some books, I guess. But yeah, they they do have a more realistic style, lately. at least the official stuff, like Laroque yeah, stuff, official way more stuff, yeah. in, a, in the real the realm of of uh, realistic mm-hmm. illustration. But thanks for saying that that so, you like so, it. So have you what, told Marvel?
0: <laughs> well, if I ever get a chance to talk to somebody there, I will definitely <laughs> say. Write them
2: a sternly worded letter, please. <laughs>
0: Thank I, you. I will do a podcast on it. <laughs> this one. What inspires you to do that That style? Like, what, it, what, uh, what kind of styles are you pulling in there?
1: Oh, uh, I mean every all the artists that i have looked at and like because jim started me down the, the road of comics about five years ago mm. just started he just yells a lot he just yelled at me read this read My this brand. read this so yeah <laughs> yelling <laughs> yeah the uh, the artists that i i end up like i really enjoy are Raphael albuquerque and uh, sean gordon murphy goran parlov mm. that all have s- sort of different different similar styles i also like um uh, Eduardo Riso, who's more cartoony, I guess you could say, like real dark, mm-hmm. kind of simple cartoony. But a lot of it's it, it changed. I feel like the style shifts slightly between every issue, just because different headspace, different month, and almost a different process, just because slamming it in between everything yeah. else happening in life.
2: And tonally, the stories, the stories switch so much
1: too. Yeah, like a good example would be uh, "Mad About Me." Was uh, I was in a rush. <laughs> like always, to go, we were leaving for England, going to go visit my brother. So I had to mm-hmm. finish it before I normally would have to. So it ended up being real thick, real inky, and real, I don't know, loose, I guess. And people seem to like that one because it was, um, it was an, an issue about music, you know, in the Star yeah. Wars universe anyway. So I guess it fit. And other ones are a little bit tighter, a little bit, it just sort of changes as I'm playing around and experimenting a little bit. The basic process is almost always the same. but Like without
0: experimentation yeah. or constraints or, um, you know, uh, unique challenges added on, you don't necessarily push yourself in unique directions artistically.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, if if it weren't for this comic, it, nothing that I make in comics would look like this now because, man, you should see some of the pages. For the first comics Jim and I were trying to make <laughs> like five years ago, he'd, he'd give me a script. And I would come back and I, I found those. They're in a drawer right by my desk.
0: <laughs> this, is a, this is an awesome segue into like talking about how this all began. How did this all start, guys? <laughs> it um, seems like a yeah. lot to commit to.
2: It, well, it is. And we've tried to lighten the load a little bit in the past year. But basically it started from... Because Alex was just talking about how like um, we met each other in 2012. We've been trying to make comic since 2012 and it just nothing was really kind of taking off mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's such a such an investment to do. Yeah, it's, it's way really man. easy to be
1: like, let's make this comic. And then, you know,
2: <laughs> if you don't do the work. You don't realize the effort that goes mm-hmm. into it. Like the amount of time you have to spend. Rogue one came out. And I'm a Star Wars. Yes, you are. And Alex is a Star War. And, sort of. uh, I'm a
1: sort of Star War.
2: <laughs> we kind of, sitting in the movie theater, I kind of came up with, like, the template for what I wanted us to do, which was to make really short vignette-style stories mm. so that, one, we could actually do it because... Six pages is still a lot of work, especially when you're having to draw everything out like Alex's and letter it and color it, but it's a lot more manageable than a 21, 22 page regular comic. And then it was actually the Two Tubes character that inspired the first story and that idea of like, well, let's tell stories about these specific characters and sort of like focus the story on like this emotional core that this character kind of revolves around. Right. Um, and so that's sort of, and then I ran to Alex and like screamed in his face. Like and he was before, like, okay, man, let's do it. Since I never
1: raised my voice ever.
2: <laughs> never excited ever.
0: Alex, yeah. you, see, you do seem super chill. So I'm going to take you at your word on that. <laughs>
2: mm, all the turmoil is internal. It's all kept in the mustache. It's
0: all it's all on the inside. It's it's like beautiful mustache, you know, goatee on the outside, Nothing but angst and anger on the inside. <laughs> yeah,
1: the, the, the mustache and goatee is just vibrating so fast, imperceptibly, just kidding. on yeah. <laughs> my internal rage.
2: In real life, though, Alex is basically like a giant bear, but instead of like disemboweling you, he That'd wants bar, to hug you really bad. That's that's pretty, I think that's pretty accurate.
1: Thanks, man.
0: <laughs> I'll take that as a huge compliment. I'm, it is, I'm it's a good It's, it's a Star Wars bromance here. This is like the most amazing thing. <laughs> That we could have great, made
1: this comic for two years if we didn't love
3: it. Yeah, that other. is a great description <laughs> of <it. laughs>
1: A Star Wars bro, man. <laughs> yeah, when he came to me with that first Rogue One script, I thought it was super cool. Yeah. And we just sort of talked about, like, is it, is it manageable? Uh, and because, like he said earlier, nobody really does web comics, or not that I've seen. I've seen a lot of cool formats, somewhere you can click panels and they'll zoom into a different thing, or mm-hmm. some of them are page per week. Some are, you know, if you look at any of the press web comic plugins, it'll be like three panel. But we wanted to just make a comic like a traditional print comic would be, just few enough pages, kinda like it'd be a backup, you know, a backup yeah. to a regular floppy. So we're like, let's let's figure out a way to make yeah. that format work and can we actually do all the penciling inking coloring and lettering you know once a month six pages because you know 22 mm-hmm. pages if you actually see any of the very few professional comic artists who seem to make their whole living off of it they just sit there and draw for you know most days out of the month and mm. they're all <laughs> at least if you go by twitter conversations you see or their posts they just seem to be like yep drawing again look at me drawing <laughs> drawing all the every time every day because it does it takes a long time it does take a long time to make any kind of, I mean, if it's going to be worth showing. Some people have a simpler style, but, you know, it mm-hmm. still takes a lot of effort to do that drawing. But once he came to me with that script, it sort of, I feel like, tickled both of our fancies mm-hmm. that there is a way we could combine our desire to make comics into a fandom that we were both uh, members of and since i was a kid wanted to learn about those weird side characters that you see like mm-hmm. want to buy some death sticks you know that guy mm-hmm. I, what what drove him to be there what's his life story you know <laughs> how did he become a death stick salesman in the bowels of course
0: it's I'm... probably a super sad one oh man
1: probably <laughs> but that's what i'm saying like those are the people you see all these background characters yeah. their costuming is amazing and they're really well fleshed out you know in the setting or by the 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 creatives who make them up mm-hmm. or you read the expanded universe novels and there's people to will brush, you know, like, Hey you, what are you doing over there? Like what's that guy's story? I don't know. It's a huge universe that exists because of Lucas and, and because of the, the movies. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know, we just wanted to, we could make comics and we'd ha- it's almost like we had ready-made stories. I mean, Jim has to write them, but all of those characters exist in the star Wars universe somewhere. So we could make them you know, flesh them out, I guess. Mm -hmm. So Jim just would come up with those, like he said, and it was a way for us to uh, cut our teeth, you know, actually try to sit down and put the work out, put the work, you know, or put the effort in to make a comedy.
0: Well, and it gives you a a goal and a framework Mm -hmm. by which you can push yourselves and um, push yourselves forward in the creative process. So Jim, how do you come up with these stories? It's
2: just the stuff that interests me. Um, Which is a really simple answer, but like I was always interested in exploring like Mon Mothma's compassion. Yeah. Right? So that was sort of the basis of the second story is is like that whole idea of these senators struggling under the empire without like giving themselves away. I mean, she eventually Mm -hmm. does. Uh, Without giving themselves away and still being able to sort of retain the parts of themselves that make them, you know, compassionate, decent being. And then we wanted to tell... We did a Darth Vader sword basically cuz we wanted to tell a story where we could show his like lettering like the way he breathes and stuff like in the visual <laughs> comics
1: form yeah mm-hmm. we sat around one day and jim was literally like sitting over my shoulder, just all hunched and we were like looking at adobe illustrator trying to come up with the perfect speech bubble for darth vader <laughs> and that was the whole the whole idea of us making that comic sort of hinged <laughs> upon the fact could we make this bubble and then once we did he wrote he wrote, he the, wrote the
0: comic or did you I figured,
1: no i i wrote it i wrote a vader book well i mean yeah well we had to we had to showcase it
2: Mm-hmm. I wrote it because one, like there's a chance I'll never, ever get to actually like write Darth Vader, like canonically. So like, mm-hmm. I I was like, if we can make a comic and I can write Darth Vader, like I'm going to do, it. Mm-hmm. but two, just to like analyze that idea, like with the Vader story that we did, it was interesting to analyze, like not just Vader, but like the legacy of Vader via the Sith and and the Star Wars universe. It's so, like, that was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. The idea of droid sentience and the idea, IG-88 story and yeah, the Gonk cool. story where it's, they're very different stories where you have one that sort of loves the idea that he's a droid and that like, he doesn't have to choose. There's, there's a, there's, he's, you know, built to do this one thing. And Life that is one not complicated. Yeah. yeah, Right. Yeah, You know, and then, and he sees that as a sort of superior way to be versus the Gonk droid who is, you know, again, we, 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 we characterize him this way, but you know there's uh, it's it's kind of seen as like a like a stupid utilitarian like uh, robot, and then he has all these emotions and stuff that mm-hmm. um, make him something special, which is something that the Star Wars galaxy does all the time with this character. Mm-hmm. Ghost in the shell.
0: Yeah, and droids themselves, like, they're just tapping into that storytelling way more in-universe. So I felt like those two stories especially were very apropos to even, like, what is happening canonically, right? And mm-hmm. uh, would fit alongside those. And I feel like your storytelling style especially would fit in, like, almost like a comic version of a certain point of view.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like what it is in a way. The Star Wars comic as a whole, it just goes across all the eras. whenever we want to do like a different thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, that's what it is. But now we're getting to the point where we, like I said, we got to tell Han stories and Vader stories. Mm -hmm. We have our next comic that's coming out has like a a big character in it, too. So it's fun to tell that, too, because we get to analyze different aspects of characters that we think we know. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I find interesting is we all see these characters differently and we all interpret them in different ways. So it's nice to instead of just going online and tweeting or writing an essay like I can use this and Alex can kind of use it as a way to to give our interpretation of these characters you know,
1: and, and the the facets of them that make them. Yeah, Someone mentioned uh, that they, about the Poe Dameron comic we did sort of by accident coincided with the end of the Poe Dameron Star Wars, uh, the book, the comic. Just seriously, didn't really realize um, that that was going to happen, but cool that it did. It sort of came at the <laughs> right time. But Jim, uh, Jim writes him, wrote him. I think it was, it was a, Sound like Poe Dameron to me, mm-hmm. but someone mentioned that it just sounded different from the Jim, who's a, the writer on all of that, Charles Soul. Yeah, Soule. So they've been reading Soul's Poe Dameron for so long that it didn't quite. um It didn't. It sounded different, but it's still, you know, it's our, I guess, our Poe Dameron, made the way I drew him. But it was Jim's Poe Dameron voice,
0: right? So yeah, yeah, you get
1: to you get to put your own voice through the characters. I've always mm-hmm. liked how you've handled all of them. <clears throat> You're
0: welcome. welcome. There is something powerful about transformational works, especially in how, you know, a new author or a fan takes on the style or the storytelling and kind of views it through a different lens. So what inspires you to, you know, take this on from Star Wars? Like, what is the, what is the big motivating factor?
2: You mean, like... Through the lens of Star Wars, or just like our own personal motivations,
0: you have to be inspired by Star Wars to to want to do this. So, oh, okay, what do you take on from it?
2: I think the perseverance. I mean, <laughs> perseverance is a pretty common thread in all all the Star Wars stories. Just where mm-hmm. making comics is really hard, you know, uh, and so <laughs> you it is. You don't <laughs> even even our little comic like it. It takes a lot of effort, so um, that perseverance definitely as an inspiration when we're making these things, like mm-hmm. the idea of um, working towards something without, you know, knowing if there's really going to be a goal other than like the satisfaction of like putting something out there that we love and that we care about. You know, I think, I think that's an answer to your question. I think yeah, that's No, a-
0: it's a, it's a good answer. Yeah. yeah. And I think that what's really fascinating is that Star Wars inspires So many people to continue to create in their own way, Mm -hmm. like all the fan art and, you know, music that people make that are is inspired or comics like um, previously in this year, I spoke with uh, Darth's and droids creators Mm -hmm. that do the Mm -hmm. kind of D&D Star Wars mashup. And like, you know, it's just really interesting to see how something as simple as like this movie franchise, which has now become this like multimedia franchise. Inspires mm. so many people with the storytelling to tell, you know, either unique stories or different takes on the stories or tell the mm-hmm. story from a different um, Media in in uh, a fandom.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100% Yeah, it's all I mean, it's always about I guess es- Escapism to a certain extent that people love uh, we get in part of a fandom of any kind, you know, Harry Potter Star Trek or uh superheroes i mean there's those there's those text only online sort of role-playing games that are superhero based and stuff people have always gotten into it but star wars for some reason hits a real hits a certain thread with a lot of people because mm-hmm. as a kid we were talking um, before the podcast as like a kid i got taken by all the uh the vehicles like i was yeah. obsessed with top gun and uh, <laughs> Gun had jets and so there was space jets and star star wars we had all the vhs's so that's what got me thinking about or just got my imagination running about things that could happen in this completely other galaxy with space wizards with laser swords you know it's mm-hmm. and so yeah, everybody kind of picks a fandom I guess um, but within the Star Wars fandom there's so much to work with because you can it's an entire galaxy that you can invent characters in make technology and have you know love the stories or or coming of age stories you can it's it's a whole galaxy and it's apart from our own so yeah. I mean, it's fantasy sci-fi in a beautiful way. That's – I feel like Star Wars hit. It's different than Star Trek, different than Harry Potter, different than all those because it's – and that's probably why it's, people are still latching on to it. Yeah. Even, even the angry ones, they're still latching yeah, they're,
0: they're <laughs> on to it. Yeah, <laughs> they're hanging on to it. And I think it's because, like, this is this is modern-day myth and, and uh, the stories that, you know, the creators are telling feel – Uh, genuine and they feel like you can identify with or understand where people are coming from. So it allows you to take on and see a character like Mon Mothma and be like, you know, I appreciate what she was trying to do behind the scenes, you Mm -hmm. know, and they they talk about it canonically, but actually to be able to see that in your comic was really inspiring.
1: Thanks. I hope people take Jim's ideas and like stick them in their can because he fleshed out some characters that didn't that don't have that kind of official backstory. At least to me, I haven't read as much of the ancillary stuff, especially mm-hmm. newer newer stuff. I've read a little bit of the old expanded universe, but characters who deserve their time in the sun, and that's kind of who Jim's been. <laughs> Jim's been giving extra life to. We've been, we, well, yeah, yeah, you
0: both, because like it is something just to write a headcanon, uh, like post, like like you guys have said, and just put it out there, Jim, right? Be like, mm-hmm. I'm going to write this headcanon of what's happening. But it feels more visceral and more genuine to actually see it, like on the character's face with your art, Alex.
2: Well, and Star Wars is a, is a visual story, mm-hmm. first and mm-hmm. foremost. And like, so all those, all mediums that tackle Star Wars, I, I, I mean, obviously, I think the movies are going to be the best because that's the inception, like that's where Star Wars was conceived. But, like, Mm -hmm. comics, I think, are such an excellent medium for Star Wars, too. Um, And Alex has an excellent way of not a lot of, like, you you're kind of talking about the new Star Wars comics and the art and that, like, um, when you're using screen grabs or you're, like, tracing, um, you're not acting the characters. And in our comic, what you get Mm -hmm. to see is Alex is really good at giving the characters life and kind of making them act. Like you can feel the emotion in the scene, whether my words are there or not, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. And um, he's also really good at again, like his characters are very much identifiable as the characters from the movies, but it's through his specific visual lens, and so are the environments
1: and his colors and stuff. So it's yeah, I always I always really like to see when. Thanks, thanks for saying all that, man. But whatever, I always like to see. I always like to see when artists do. You know, it's your your style. You gotta whatever you're gonna draw. It'll come out how it's going to come out. It'd be like taking someone like uh, Dan Hip, who's, I just love all the stuff he's been mm-hmm. drawing lately, those like little characters and things. Um, I think he's on Teen Titans Go or something, but his style, but he, no, what is he, what is he doing? I forget what he's officially doing. He's just doing his own work. He's just doing his own work, really? It's like, I guess he just did a lot of drawings of those, but his, the drawings he does of all these characters from different fandoms, and they're his style, but there mm. you can totally tell. It's kind of a form of caricature taking, you know, the essence of something as it relates to you and spitting it out in your own way. Yeah. But I Like when artists do that, as opposed to really tracing. trying, yeah, tracing are super hard trying to make something look exactly like it is. And you know, there's going to be some interpretation no matter what.
0: And I think that there's a, there's a place for that in star Wars. Like I, I, I want to see actually more of that more different comic styles. Like we got to see the lost stars, uh, anime, version of it Mm. which was so cool and Mm -hmm. then you know like seeing like brian kessinger and like his you know very disney slash also calvin and Hobbes style of star wars really cool because then it makes you view star wars through a very different lens every time because it's like through the eyes of that creator Mm. yeah yeah uh what is your favorite moment from a Star Wars comic that you've written or worked on yourselves? You go oh uh,
2: uh, There's like a lot. <laughs> I mean,
0: like, I love myself and this. Comic. No, no, <laughs> no.
2: No, Well, I mean, I'm. it's not, it's definitely like, <laughs> you know, but I think we're proud of what we've done, but like, yeah. what's cool for me is I I've gotten to see like these, these ideas that I've come, come up with, you I know, mean, I've watched Alex create them, so it's always like super exciting, and it means a lot to me when I when I see them like done. Mm -hmm. But probably it's probably going to be our Carrie Fisher tribute, the last Mm -hmm. page there, um, where we where we uh, where we got to say like in our in our own way, we got to say goodbye to Carrie. So that was really, really, really meant a lot to us to work on. I mean, it wasn't that particularly the happiest thing, but at the same time, like at least we got to say goodbye to someone who I think impacted, I mean, all three of us Mm -hmm. uh, on such a very, uh, in such a very big way. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a good one. I, (laughs) Every time I end up reading the end of one of Jim's scripts for pretty much the whole year, not only because it was just like 12 comics so short, short, yes, but um, a whole year's worth. So it was just sort of like a stressful thing. And they kept coming because he wrote them. He, he wrote he would write them in clumps like here's four and then one <laughs> later and then like here's four more it would just get inspired. But that every time I'd read the last bit or I was penciling out the last pages on some of them, I'd get all misty because it would just be like we did another one. But I really like the end of Wild Space because it was halfway. It was six months in, and we had done. We'd proven that we were gonna finish it. You know, we'd done more than one. We'd done one. The first one was important, but then when we did Wild Space, it was kind of like our bro bromance anyway. In there, are two characters, <laughs> sort of yelling at each other: the brainy one, and the brainy one, and the, the bold one, the brash idiot. Uh, and then at the end of that one, they just punch out in hyperspace, not knowing if they're going to like hit a boulder or, or sorry, an asteroid or, yeah. or like a planet or a black hole. And that 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 last little three shot um, at the end got me several times. Just reading through it again, I, I was proud of that one. It's cool. Yeah, we had to rework that like s- several times. We've had to rework a lot of things several yeah, times. Yeah, that's true. It will be up to, it would be up to like the last page and Jim would be like, no, 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 hold on. We got to do this thing. And I'd be like, no, I'm still, I'm tweaking this drawing. So much editing until you have to just force it out.
2: Yeah, the process, it's it's a strenuous process, you know, because there's things you don't see until it's on the page and you have to, it, there has to be a sort of uh, rhythm to the comic for it to flow.
0: I heard um, this quote recently and I, I, I apologize. I don't know who said it, but it was, you never really... Uh, are done with a creation. Sometimes mm-hmm. it, it you just have to let it go or yeah, let, let it let it like live. Mm-hmm.
1: On its own. I feel like it was like Degas. I think Edgar Degas or something. It was art is never finished, only abandoned. Yeah, oh. only
0: abandoned. I
1: like <laughs> yeah. the idea
0: that it kind of escapes. Like it's like it's just kind of like it's the time. It's got to go out the door. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's been a couple of times where like it was already live on the site and someone pointed out a, a canonical error or something and we had to go back mm-hmm. and change the dialogue or uh, whatever. But they were small, usually small changes. We're trying to stay as close to... What well, um, you guys
0: were trying to create from the beginning. Yeah,
1: so was like, close yeah. to canon so people wouldn't get you know caught up yeah, on a canonical error. Yeah,
2: and people, unfortunately, will do that. They'll be like... Oh, well this is wrong. So yeah. I'm gonna and bite this
1: Jim's yeah. usually Jim's usually my guy. He's he's the uh, continuity uh, <laughs> the continuity editor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well I just I mean we just know that fans like they will pick up on that stuff. And mm-hmm. if we slip up like that, it's
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. If it's really if it's really minor, you know, or if it's our interpretation, it's one thing. But yeah, yeah. you don't want to get actual canon Facts. stuff. Yeah. If you're gonna include it, you don't wanna get it wrong because that's yeah. It'll pull people out of it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like if something is, I would say maybe what happened with that Poe car- po comic was if it they can't hear the character's voice in their heads any longer, maybe it was just mm-hmm. too different for them or something like that. Because yeah, they had been yeah. really into the Poe comic, the canonical one, and it maybe pulled them out of it or something. I don't know. I, I feel like canon keepers in star wars because i don't i don't know that everybody is a canon keeper i Mm -hmm. i certainly appreciate unreliable narrators and those sorts of stories Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i don't i don't know that everyone is but there are certainly a subset of star wars fans that will pull out their their canon their holocron and be like excuse me (laughs)
1: yeah
2: well and like i'm i don't care about that stuff like i you know to me um a a good story is a good story but like within the star wars universe like it just makes it easier if we watch those details you know and try to make sure like okay these all if these things all line up it makes it much easier to for some people to enjoy the story
1: Mm -hmm. you know yeah like you might be you might be telling historical fiction in the roman empire or something but you're not going to put an M1 Abrams tank in there, you know? Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, that's a really like, good
1: comparison. You know, unless yeah. you're trying for a strange mashup or time traveling or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I feel like in one in one way, it's almost it's almost indicative when people get really hung up on details and canon. Like Jim and I have talked about this, it's almost indicative of, of their fanaticism, and not in a bad way, I mean like fandom, because yeah. they because when you love something so much that you memorize details about it. Like, I can still tell you most of the original 150 Pokemon, but I cannot tell you the, you know, elements in the periodic table of the elements, which I probably should because that would be way more useful information. You know (laughs) know what I'm saying? So if you're memorizing details about a universe, it becomes sort of fact in your head.
0: Do you just sing the song, Alex? What? Like the Pokemon song from the (laughs) the
1: Pokemon. Oh, I can hear it in my head. (laughs) I don't know all the words, but I know the tune. Many Saturday mornings spent watching. Yeah, you that's... should record it, and then it should be the lead into the show. <laughs> yes, just really, or like the, or the
0: fade out. Just Alex singing the Pokemon song. <laughs>
1: this, is a, this is a podcast about Star Wars, not Pokemon. I promise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your favorite, I guess, canon moment for Star Wars? Because that I think that tells a lot about people. Like, you know, what do they, what do they get caught? Like, what is their what is their thing? What is their jam? In
1: Jim you go first.
0: It's gonna be in Rogue
1: One. Um no. No, he oh. loves the all of Rogue One. Oh. It doesn't count. He loves the whole movie. No, no, married, no, no no, 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 the movie.
2: Married, I talk about, no, no, Let's go, <laughs> everybody, everybody, hold on a second.
1: Pump your brakes. Let's
2: <laughs> talk about this for a moment. Let's talk about this for a moment. Rogue One is special to me because I think it's the most, it reflects me as an adult the most now, and I was not expecting that when I watched that movie. Mm. Like in terms mm-hmm. of the values, in terms of the headspace of the characters. So, mm-hmm. um, no. I love. It hits you, it hits you on me. a
0: on a soul level. Yes. Yes. Like, it's his just I know it has doesn't work for
2: everybody. It works for me, <laughs> and I will I will die on that hill. Happy guy. <laughs> just. I,
0: I don't think that anyone can tell you, Jim, not to love Rogue One.
2: No, they better not. That's, they can they, die.
0: That's why throw would they though? Like, like why would they? That's
2: like oh you know how it is though, man. Oh, you like, know how it is on social media. I always. Whenever I have positive post about anything, there's always like that one guy. And that's fine. That one, there's always that one
0: guy. <laughs> Your filters are not set up correctly, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going
2: to cheat mm, and say two, yeah. okay. <laughs> say two things. I'm um, going to say two things. But I'm going to say that one, I wanted to do at least one comic thing because it is a really, really great moment. Possibly my favorite moment in all of the new.
0: Can new I guess? Games. Can I guess? Can I guess? Sure. Can I guess? Is it the Darth Vader moment?
2: Oh yeah, one hundred percent.
0: Oh, okay. When he finds out about... that's my favorite moment too. Yes, yeah,
2: because it's this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> it's literally and and it works so well in comics. It's not even funny.
0: It's my favorite like Darth Vader moment of all time, and yes. it's like up there in my top five of Star Wars moments because like the, okay sorry, oh. I'm too excited I'm sorry no no
2: your podcast man you just yell all you want
0: no but so this is the this is the moment in Darth Vader 2015 when he uh, during the Vader down arc when he falls to the planet and the rebels are like we're gonna go capture Darth Vader actually
1: no it's not not that one No? no No, I thought we were on the same page, and you ruined it. Are you, are you, you talking about like I only see I see only dead men as that moment that Yes, about, is pretty, that's a pretty baller. It's a, it's a pretty baller. No, 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 right no. Now. Okay, so is it the one where okay. he
0: realizes he has a son? Because that's also yes. in my top five. yeah Shut up.
2: <laughs> so like, but if you look at two that, five. two of five, right there. If you look at that, like how well structured oh. that scene is. Yeah. Like in terms of how they did it with the juxtaposition of like Anakin's memories and Vader's memories with like the realization um, like that he has a son. Like that's what's not only great about Star Wars and, and why that moment has so much weight, but like that's a that's really
1: great comic storytelling. Oh, no, so to, cl- so to clarify, you're talking about the moment in the comics when you realize he has a son like Fett, when just... Boba Fett
0: yeah, Boba comes in yeah, and like, he, cracks, and he the, cracks the glass.
1: Glass. Yes. Okay. It's that's so
0: okay. good. Okay. So yeah, good. Really-
2: It's just unbelievable and I remember like rereading it and rereading it and just looking at the structure and just like soaking yeah. up how much like how important and how awesome that was. I mean, if I'm being honest with you guys, like that's really what I go for when I write in the Star Wars comic, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like because that scene is around the length of a Star Wars comic. And it like has that much emotion in it too. Right. Like it's a per- it's like a masterclass in like putting emotion into like just packing the emotion. And in it's this. mostly
0: it comes through in the drawing and in the arts, right? And, it's and all the, words, the visual stuff, right? Yep. Yeah. So like- show me, don't tell me. Whole yes. masterclass. I I agree with you. That is, I love that scene as well. And I, I go back and forth with like my favorite moments because I cheat as well because I like love a lot of things. And actually, right now that moment from the Galaxy of Adventures, where C-3PO and R2-D2, I tweeted about it, see Vader, and then he lights his uh, lightsaber, and we do not get that moment in Vader 2015. We don't get that moment without continuous iterative storytelling that adds to the story and makes you think mm -hmm. about the characters in different ways. Mm-hmm. Oh.
2: It implies an emotional perspective from 3PO and R2 who have a lot of history obviously with Anakin. And we've yeah. never we we don't we don't have that moment in any of the movies or
0: Yeah, and it was just this little So like, far. So yeah. little what it was like 3 seconds. Yeah. And they just pause. Yeah. But like what you what you said too. So that moment itself as well as the Lords of the Sith book um made me mentally connect Vader to Anakin. I, before that, I couldn't
2: mm-hmm. kind of see
0: them as the same person, like they were different mm-hmm. people. But that moment in the comic made me go, oh, hey, this is this person. Long before that Rebels episode with Ahsoka cutting open his mask, which many people consider to be the moment that they actually see Anakin as Vader.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't I've always I've always seen them as two sides or not too sorry, because I I see them as I've always seen them as the same man you know but I I owe that a lot of that I think because I read the Revenge of the Sith novelization like before I know the movie it's on my list
0: because of the your silly tweet bot not silly silly I, I take that back it's the greatest bot who's ever lived no 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 no, no. okay everybody that, loves that bot I take that back I it's so good it's the that greatest distracts bot me. that's ever lived. And I have lots of stuff to do, Jim. Why are you distracting me? Let me tell
2: you something. I don't care. You need to go read your book. (laughs) It's time to go.
0: go.
2: (laughs) You need to stop this interview right now. You can come back Mm -hmm. when you're done with Revenge of the Sith. Jim and I will just stare intensely at each other.
0: (laughs) I mean, don't you always. (laughs) That's normal. That's normal. All right, Alex. I'm sorry. I got a little excited. Wait, hold
2: on. You have video. another
0: one. Fine. You can
2: do this movie canon one. Fine. I just wanted to say this really quick cuz it's super huh. important and I don't talk about it enough. Okay. But the best my favorite moment in canon not not comics is the scene on the Endor platform between Vader and Luke. Oh yeah. When Vader says um that name no longer has any And then Luke is like, it's the name of your true self. You've only forgotten. That moment is so powerful. It's so powerful. And it's all in like the body language between the two characters. It blows me away every time I watch it. I love it. I just want to kiss it. Mm I don't care. You guys can judge me right now. No, no, no. It's, it's,
0: it is so powerful. And the, sadness and contemplation in Vader as he's examining the lightsaber, he's thinking about his past. That was all just written in that script, and now it has way more meaning to it because of everything else that we know about him in the past. Right. You know, we can almost, because of that Vader 2015 comic, think about what he's thinking about.
2: Well, it's kind of a nice (laughs) book into what we just talked about in the scene where he finds out that, like, he has a son. You know, like, at that point, he's seeing how far his son has gone without him. You yeah,
1: know, too, in a way, Alex. My favorite scenes would have been like if you are asking Kid Me, it definitely would have just been Return of the Jedi, the battle, the space battle, mm. and before the new stuff, before the the sequels have been coming, I would have actually had to say now that I'm thinking about it again, um, Han and Leia in the ice, like in the tunnels on an Echo Base. You don't
3: know,
1: want me to leave because of the way you feel about me.
2: Yes, you really help. You're a natural leader.
1: Yeah, yeah, that right there, just like that moment when she's like, <laughs> yeah. all right. That moment, because uh, I grew up watching a lot of rom-coms, what are you going to do? But now I have to say that my favorite is, is going to be, people are going to be like, yeah, shut up, guy. But it's in The Last Jedi because when Yoda came back on screen, I remember we walked into theater. Jim was was literally about to uh, fall out of his own clothes, just melt into the floor because he was so nervous, <laughs> like always when we go see new movies. But I was—I remember like looking at him or maybe it was our friend who came with us. And I was like, I just hope they have Ghost Yoda in here. I need to see Yoda in This movie, and he shows up and he burns down the damn tree. Like he was just sitting there, m- mischievous Yoda, just maniacally like, oh, "I've missed you, Skywalker." And he's just like, "Nobody want to read those books, page turners. They're not, you know." Just he burns a tree <laughs> That's down. That's really
0: good.
1: And I, yeah, <laughs> thank you. I don't know. I don't know if he meant if they meant Ryan Johnson. or I don't know if they meant it to be like we're we're burning down the 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 what you your your assumptions and your expectations. You know, like mm-hmm. we're we're doing something new here now like this is going to be a new force going forward and you know all meaning and metaphors it was just so fun like freaking yoda being a being a mischievous little dude i mean how you, you, you get to be almost a thousand years old in life and you're just a beautiful being of the force. And like, you decided you're just going to be a little mischievous. <laughs> like my, my wife, I got her to watch all the star Wars. Finally. She hadn't seen any of them. And I finally sat her down and we watched all of them minus the, uh, I think she'd seen episode one at some point. Uh, but she loved Yoda. That's why she came back to star Wars and she loves it now because he was just like, no, no, trying to <laughs> like whacking on R2 getting his food. I
0: mean, he, he always had that mischievous streak. And I think yeah. that without the stress of the weight of the, you know galaxy and his whole failure mm-hmm. and everything like that on top of him that is his natural state i'd like to imagine yes. that like that is who he is
1: <laughs> yeah same that's that's why i
2: love he loves doing the crazy hermit routine dude I that's a <laughs> jam he's
0: like <laughs> he
1: like... gets prepped for that he's like all right here we go That was definitely my my new favorite moment there just like them watching that tree burn Someone and I didn't really catch it before. I don't know why I wasn't paying attention, but someone pointed out that it looks a little like the fire, looks a little like the Rebel Starbird. Yep. You know, well, the, that sort of thing.
0: the tree itself has the kind tree of itself. those like, you know, things. And then Points. when the fire happens, it's it, mm-hmm. you know, he is there to his purpose in that moment and to take on the mantle of reigniting hope in the galaxy and then mm-hmm. to help bring back um his knowledge to those that need it that have survived is his job as Luke. Like that is what he's all about. And and Yoda has to smack him on the head to remind
1: him. You no, know, you're just like smacking people on the head, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: loved how like actually actually physical Yoda was. Like mm-hmm. like that he could interact and he could do things. Like I thought that was a like a really cool advancement of what we know about force ghosts
1: that makes sense i mean if you want to go into the pseudoscience of of star wars you know it's all the force particles right it's all every particle yeah. in the galaxy has it somehow charged and they're telekinetic so eh, why Yay. not it's, it's not like it's kind of like how ghostbusters you know that ectoplasm was, yeah that sort of thing it's like there's a physicality to the ghosts but i'm glad that they put it in there because before it was just you know return of the jedi they're all just standing around just just, being just
0: hanging out
1: yeah and now watching, it's watching now you, people party Maybe it's just because it's Yoda, he's so strong, and that stick, that stick is just so forceful
0: that he can whack people yeah. with it. With all of the <laughs> whacking on people's heads he's done before.
1: Yoda's my favorite, alright?
0: He's just my favorite.
1: <laughs> That's why I like that scene.
0: That's so awesome. So what is it like to like build kind of your own headcanon? I know that it it like sits in um in universe as much as possible, like by plugging into as many canon things as you can but like what is it like do you ever get like confused about like what is yours versus what is the galaxy's or what is in the in canon like oh wait we came up with that that's that's our thing
2: (laughs) Mm. Uh, like I, we were talking about interpretations earlier of like mm-hmm. different characters. Like we're always talking online, like how people see these different characters. So I think, um, I think, and I think we're all guilty of it. Is like we just get so like caught up in how we interpret a character that sometimes we forget that other, other people see them a different way. So that's mm-hmm. the only thing that usually, like, I forget. Like, oh, not all people will see like see Qui Gon Jinn this way, or not all mm-hmm. people see Vader this way, mm-hmm. or, or or I guess Podameron. Dameron. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, you
1: know. yeah. So well, um, but no, I I don't know. I feel like with Mon Mothma or something, that's what I meant before. Is that you put the personality on her that she's just this um, super giving and hmm. uh, phil- philanthropic oh, and humanitarian perk oh, or whatever altruistic. Yes, thank you. There's the word <laughs> person, and you don't get that because she barely has. She doesn't have enough not lines ever. Yeah, you know?
0: and even even so. the person the canonical books there's not nearly enough of what she was or how they speak oh. about what she did you know yes yeah. like I, I forgot i haven't i haven't
1: read those that's, I
0: no, read that's cool. Those i mean books, like so. just uh like last shot and uh bloodline and having leia talk about what she was and how she doesn't feel like she can live up to mon um mm-hmm. is is kind of powerful too
1: yeah i don't think i've gotten confused about stuff um like what's canon and what's
2: our stuff. We're really proud that a lot of people feel like it slides so easy in, you know, Mm -hmm. because we work, we, you know, that's something that we work towards. Like the, the idea is that if we can make it as, make it as close to like an official product as possible without it being an official product, like people will adopt our ideas and they'll enjoy it so much that it will become a part of the star Wars story that they tell to themselves, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's as powerful as listening to somebody on a YouTube channel or me on a podcast talk mm-hmm. about our interpretation of these characters mm-hmm. in a meta. You know, it's yeah. it's it's as, the, as powerful as that, but you make it feel grounded and real because you give a snapshot into that person or that character's life.
2: Right. And it's easier for me to tackle explaining like how I feel about certain characters and ideas and Star Wars this way um, Mm -hmm. by creating like a structure around it versus just like tweeting or writing an essay or something. And I think, um, like you said, and what Alex really drives home is um, sometimes when we do it well, when we're, um, we really drive those ideas home. Mm -hmm.
1: So Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was a hashtag somebody put uh, last year, hashtag make Trello canon. Trello, the authorian storyteller from the playa book. And I was like, "Mm, we did it. (laughs) Somebody wants one of our characters to be canon.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's actually a really good segue into talking about um, like you have created this unique fandom. And I would say it is like I, I haven't seen a level of this comic out there Else you know elsewhere I know lots of people Do do their own versions of Star Wars Or they do these like little mini shorts Or things like that but this level of Commitment to this to this whole Thing what is it like having like Fans and people out there That appreciate your work You know your fans And then like there's fans Of you
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah Um, It's uh, flattering You know we were Just trying to make comics i mean love love star wars but we just we're just trying to make comics and i'm glad that people like it every time you know you put it out you're like this one this is the one they're gonna hate they're gonna skewer us and they're gonna dox our computers (laughs) burn it all to the ground (laughs) they hate us so much for producing this comic it's always the fear is there but Generally, people we haven't gotten that much negative, you know, many negative comments. Mm-hmm. Most people who do are just like, eh, I've got too many comics to read. You know, I can't fit a fan comic in there, even if it's even if it's decent. Um, but the fact that most people think that our comic is decent is, yeah, it's it's nice, it's flattering, and it's nice that um, I'm just glad to be contributing to it as a whole mm-hmm. because there are good Star Wars fans out there. There's lots of them. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, it's it's super cool when people like you. Um, or uh, comics with Kenobi, or other people contact us or write into the website just to say like that they appreciate what we're doing and that we've somehow like made their Star Wars experience better mm-hmm. in some way. Mm-hmm. It's cool when uh, Alex and I were talking about this earlier, but like we've had the comics been translated into Spanish and Russian from fans around the world, mm-hmm. Polish. Uh, I think so. So it's like, that's crazy to think about, but it's also, you know, we're glad that, that we can inspire
1: that in people. Yeah. So, quick, quick, quick plug for the Russian ones. Uh, there's this guy, um, Vladimir, I believe his name is, and he's, we've contact. he's been in contact with us for um, probably almost a year now, but he's translated, I think every one of our comics, uh, mm-hmm. or their collaboration studios is what they're called. And their site is through Russian Facebook VK, uh, which is the Russian Facebook. Mm -hmm. um and i could give you a link to it after this i guess or something we'll see but yeah he's he's translated every single one of them and then this other fan slash friend of a star wars comic did the spanish translations up to the sixth issue or something like that which yeah and they're i think they're on our website actually you can Mm -hmm. find them so it is it's really cool that people felt so strongly and about it like the comic so much that they felt like translating it into their native language so that more people who didn't speak English could read it. So that's very uh, sort of surreal.
0: What are you guys looking forward to upcoming in Star Wars in 2019?
2: Well, since everything I think is happening in 2019.
0: Like everything is happening. Literally everything is happening. Jim?
1: Mm, Don't point at me. They can't see that you're pointing at me. (laughs) She's pointing at him, everyone
0: you're finding yeah why are you saying it nobody else can see it we're finding each other at celebration
1: that's fine Mm. get in
2: line there's plenty of you want to fight me i'll fight everybody i don't
0: want to fight you i just want to say hi
2: oh i thought you said you want to fight no
0: i'm finding you
2: oh well you know my brain is immediately like all right challenge accepted
0: challenge accepted to find me
1: yeah (laughs) yes
0: you know what i look like yeah
1: yeah <laughs> you're gonna have to go in disguise cosplay as like a red twilight or, Twi'lek or something just be darth secret.
0: talon here i know
1: <laughs> yeah. oh man the uh, uh probably you know, the cassian show cassian shows next year right
0: um i don't i don't know
1: when is the release date for the um for mandalorian i, I think it's gonna to... be
0: ready for when uh disney plus is out
1: yeah. Which is like okay. the end of 2020. I was actually just looking. Oh okay. I just Googled because I know that that's episode um nine is next year, but I was looking, I was like, oh what else is being released just to see like all of them on the like
0: every on the Wiki
1: On the Wiki and yeah, dude, there's some really fun stuff. The Star Wars Jedi Training Lightsaber Soundbook. I mean, that sounds fun. <laughs> lightsaber <What> about... soundbook? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wow, that's so accurate. And then there's also there's also where's the Wookiee three that's coming. <laughs> I don't know. Don't know if that's a kids
2: book. Yeah, yeah, is. it's like where's Waldo? Where's the Wookiee three? I'm getting it for you, Jim. That's great. Right, I need it. You do. I need it. I need to find him.
0: All right, Jim. What are, just, just... what are you looking forward to? Just the Cassian show? Is that your top?
2: No, I'm looking forward to everything, man. Everything. I'm looking forward to the Mandalorian. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to the end of Resistance season one. We're looking mm-hmm. forward to nine. I mean, nine's going to be so stressful for everybody. I don't know how we're going to get through it. <laughs> You're talking about you. <laughs> You're talking no, about you. I'm not just uh, talking about me. No, me too.
0: Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I like, like. I like vibrate new Star Wars in the theater. I like. I like basically bounce in my seat the whole time. Like I'm so. annoying. Oh, yeah. I'm like Jim. We should shaking.
1: We should take we should take her with us, Jim. You got to come with us to go see the movie. No, we the, should <laughs> I think the <laughs> theater <laughs> like the nervous <laughs> energy The reason, like we go every time. I'm always excited and I'll look over excitedly at the people we go with, you know, and I bounce a little bit too, but it's nothing compared to Jim. Jim will jump up out of his seat. I swear he wants to launch over the people in the screen sometimes. Cuz it's just so it's such a like a crazy release of all of the the anxiety and and uh, <laughs> all of the expectation you know well, and
2: with you know. nine too we're getting just like this series the sequel trilogy which has yeah. been emotional for a lot mm-hmm. of different reasons yeah that story finally coming to an end and either satisfying some people or not satisfying you sure some just other exactly people. laid it
1: out uh, it's gonna be about 50 50 man
2: uh, it's gonna be no, there's
1: no, no, way be, there's no way it's gonna be it's no way it's gonna be 100 percent satisfactory to all people Dude, so many people have come up with so many you know ideas that they want to see or that it has mm-hmm. to end this way or it won't be satisfied and it's like yeah, i just i'm just, gonna, just gonna go and see it and I, mostly i go ideas. at least two. Yeah. it is man and two percent of the reason i go is to watch jim is to watch jim react oh. <laughs> it's the
0: best we need a little like uh, <laughs> like <a> little camera <laughs> on jim's like facial reactions like the whole time
1: just like mm-hmm. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna set up a GoPro thing. You wear like a hat, just pointing at your face. That's, that would be horrible. <laughs> Everybody would be so mad
2: that tuned in. To that would be like really like this is what we're watching. This idiot. Like all right, he's
1: like. We teary. could post it. As, yeah, just single tear. Yeah. We could post it under a title of like early release uh, episode nine. And it'll be just <laughs> Jim's reactions. <Ooh>. So many. <laughs> So many angry citizens of the internet over that. I'm sure.
0: I don't. I agree with you, Jim. I don't know that the theater can handle both of us in the same Mm -hmm. space, enjoying Star Wars at the same time. I've been told that it's an experience to watch me watching Star Wars for the first time. So,
1: you guys are like the same then?
0: Yeah. Like,
2: (laughs) well, I made the. I, I was in my brain a little while ago. I was like, you know, that'd be fun to get like all the people that I interact with online all the time, like into the same theater to watch nine for the first time. And then I realized like, no, there would probably actually be fist fights by the end of it. The- <laughs> like people just screaming. It'd be like that scene in Anchorman where like the rumble happens and like people throwing tridents and people riding horses through the theater. <laughs> yeah. There'd like,
1: have to be a police presence. Yeah. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I think things are different it would when be, you, it would when be you see people in person and you meet them face to face and like, you can, co- you can get more common ground by talking to people one-to-one or yeah. like in a group in person mm-hmm. than you can over the internet where you're this like anonymous personality personable. that's yeah. yeah yeah i think people would be yeah, really chill and it, it especially for the first viewing would be just the love of star wars right
1: Mm-hmm. always and then viewings two and three that same morning after
0: <laughs> yes <laughs>
1: Yes. Or for for analysis, <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> analysis
0: dude. and listening to the soundtrack very closely. Yes, that's <laughs> always me. Like, and the <laughs> underlay, if you can hear, if you can pick it up in the theater occasionally, you're like, oh, there's whispering there. Cool, cool. Yeah, no, I I just love the sound design part of it.
1: Mm-hmm. I had to for random aside. My dad told me when he went to go see uh, Empire in the theater way back that he, he there he was there were people like yelling because people wouldn't wouldn't shut up during the scene where Yoda is like whispering to Luke in his hut. Can you imagine not hearing the things he was saying the very first time you're seeing the movie because people wouldn't shut up because he was just like, that is another Skywalker. It's like That's, people would, he was like, I can't up. hear I can't hear That's him. What are you true. shut? up? Oh, the, sorry, that's Return. I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, we both I'm got sorry. real sense on him. I'm there, so but. sorry, man. Yeah, Return. When he was returning, and, and Yoda's like yeah, dying. Yeah, he's and dying. And he's like, I just can't it it. it. Yeah, it's as bad as. And he's like, wait, hold on a second. Yoda's like, please let me die. Just let me <laughs> please, die. It
0: hurts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just want to die now. That's as
1: bad as like Peter Griffin walking out of the theater and freaking Family Guy and just be like, oh, I never knew that this is ever Homer. Homer's in one of those mm. two shows. He was just like, oh, who knew? Darth Vader's Luke's father. And he's like, oh, thanks, because they're in line to go into the theater. Yeah. <laughs> that level of Yeah, it's
0: happiness. like, don't don't be a jerk after 9 Don't say anything for like four months.
1: Yeah, just keep your mouth shut. Ooh, just, that ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, gonna be, there'll be leaks like the night of... For
0: sure. I know, I know. It's like, that's that's my one reason for, like, wanting to see it the night it comes out. Or even, like, because sometimes, the, like, the theater is the night before, like, the midnight. Or now they've become, like, really sensible. And there's, like, a 7 p.m. showing of the show, like, the mm-hmm. night before. Mm-hmm. So I always try to get that one because I just don't want to be spoiled. Like, I just want to experience it. Mm-hmm. Even, ta- like, tangen- tangentially. Ugh. Even, even by accident. Like, <laughs> being spoiled about it would you know make me go ah you know or whatever yeah yeah yeah.
1: gotta see it fresh
0: exactly well i'm looking forward to the next comic for a star wars comic i'm looking forward to seeing what else you guys end up taking on i will read the revenge of the sith book jim just thank you (laughs) (laughs) thank you just for you after i get through the stack of books that i have to read no
2: no, that's um, not what we what we talked about. That needs to be moved to the top of the stack. It's the most important book I in have that. To find file.
0: a copy of it, and Jim's
2: gonna like find your stack of books. He's gonna push it.
0: It's over. not hard. I will buy you a copy right
2: now. I will buy you a <laughs> copy and send it to you right now. This is how important this book is. I don't need
1: yeah, any this is what excuses. He did for for me and our two of our friends who are also stars. He bought all three of us the book for Christmas. <laughs> he just like handed them out to us. Here, here, and here. This is the book for you. It's the most important Star Wars
0: I really do love the novelizations. Like, every single one of them has been, you know, interesting and good, and there's been something I've taken away from them. I, I actually think The Force Awakens might be the weakest one um, of the mm-hmm. novelizations, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I've read, like, The Phantom Menace, so I should probably read The Revenge of the Sith. It's
2: the best Star Wars book. This is
0: there's no it's the best i i remember even jason Fry. i i feel like i have to say that one
2: you haven't read it yet so what do you know
0: i don't know okay (laughs) you're right you're right i i this could change my mind i could become a new person in that i love for the revenge of the sith novelization we'll see. i remember
1: even as a kid reading like attack of the, the attack of the clones novelization or something because it was a, a yeah. bookstore um, i was like can i get this because we're going on a, a trip or something a road trip and i needed something to read and i remember reading that and a lot of people dislike all the prequel movies but uh i was reading i was like oh look you can see what the characters are thinking
0: yeah hey <laughs> you
1: know, all the stuff that is- <laughs> I was like, oh, that, that, that was a whole... I didn't think of it this way. Like, oh, it adds an entire other layer to the story. But as a kid, I was like, that's neat. <laughs> like, wow, you get to actually see some insight into the characters. So maybe that's novelizations always do. Adds so much, you know, I guess extra content. Revenge
2: of the Sith is, is, is more than yeah, than no. that. Though <laughs> It's just so good. I
1: wasn't implying anything else. You better, I, I, like, I will climb through this.
0: I, I love the Greek. Greek tragedy part of the prequels and I love especially Revenge of the Sith for those aspects and I'm excited to read it to uh, do some analysis
1: on it mm-hmm. and you'll have to have Jim back on to talk about it
0: <laughs> yeah and the bot
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you won't yeah. resent the bot as much
0: I don't resent it it just it catches me at weird times and I'm like ouch why Why are you hurting me you made me <laughs> bot just to
2: hurt uh. me Look, I was hurting, thinking about it all the time. So now you have to hurt too. <laughs> wow, that's so vindictive, Jim. <laughs> I'm the nicest guy. Also, read the book. Everybody's <laughs> better read the book. <laughs>
0: all right. Let's start with Alex. Alex, where can people find you? Where can people find the comic? What oh, What's uh, going on with wh- you out there on the uh, web?
1: Well, the comic is a astarwarscomic.com. Mm-hmm. and pretty much every other form of social media instagram uh twitter facebook a star wars comic is the username uh and then for me myself is alexrayart.com uh and i have commissions are available on there you can buy prints um mm-hmm. actually i have about like 18 sticker packs left of these sticker packs i made and stuff so yeah if you want to buy oh. anything or just check out my art it's on there um and jim is uh a Star Wars comic, I think. Right. What? Yeah. Well,
2: I run the yeah. I run the Star Wars comic Twitter, mm-hmm. and my Twitter is Obes
0: Kenobe's. Obz <laughs>
2: And then uh, I because also offer
0: best profile Big figures.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to think so. I can't change that profile picture it's because, only- like, that's how people identify me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. oh well, that's how it goes.
0: We just accept these things.
2: Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> I have no other contact info. Don't. Yeah. There's. no. I mean, enough, people should no follow other, the I'm Revenge I'm of the Sith cool, bot.
0: So.
2: Oh, that's yes. true, and that's at ROTS R- bot um,
1: novel bot. Would you write someone a haiku for like I, five five bucks or something? Someone wants to send me five dollars. I'll write them. A haiku. <laughs> yeah.
2: Let's do right now. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm opening commissions on oh. this podcast right now.
0: On haikus. Thank you guys for being on the show. I look forward to seeing any new projects that you come up with. And Jim, I am committing to reading Revenge of the Sith in 2019.
2: Ah, 2019. You're just waiting so long. <laughs>
1: Alright, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I'll settle. Just, I'll settle. I'll settle. I'm gonna settle. I Bye. know Jim very well. And he has such indignation and, and I'll just, anger.
0: I'll tweet right you now. the whole time. <laughs> I will, I will like, tweet you my feelings the whole time. I did it for Dark Disciple, and people were like, oh my god, Marie Claire, what are your thoughts?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's Marie Claire here. And it's been about a month since I've been able to do one of these. I was trying to do them more often, but I ended up having work commitments, which got in the way. That's okay. Uh, I'm here now. I'm going to try to make sure at least once a month I do these kind of check-ins to make sure, hey, you know what's happening, you know what I'm thinking, you know what everything is all about. After this episode was recorded, Jim and Alex announced that a Star Wars comic would be ending after Comic-19. They would like me to share with you that they are working on a special edition final issue that will be longer, hopefully, and will encapsulate kind of the comic as a whole. And I really hope that this podcast is uh, very much a celebration of everything that they have achieved with a Star Wars comic. I'm also hoping that you all. Go out there to a comic.com and read all of their issues. It's a really, really wonderful comic and a great addition to the fandom, even though they're not planning on continuing it any further. They're not planning on continuing it any further. They're going to aim for this special final comic to be released sometime in the springtime. So just follow the Twitter or keep an eye out there to see what's happening with that last edition. You may have noticed (laughs) that there is actually new music for the podcast. And I am so lucky to announce, even though it's on the end of the episode as well, uh, stating that Christy Carew has composed a What the Force theme. And It is glorious. It has everything that I love about Star Wars all mixed in together, and it feels like the Force. It feels feminine. I really love kind of how it almost plays around different aspects of themes that I love so much. (laughs) I feel very spoiled. Um, Thank you, Christy, for Making it, and I look forward to the next time that we record to actually talk a little bit about that. Take us take a sidebar and talk a little bit about the theme and how you came up with it, and the different things that you were thinking about pulling in. Additionally, we've had some amazing feedback. On many of our episodes, I really, really love actually reading the YouTube comments that people leave because then I can actually reply right away. But if you're interested in giving us feedback more directly, you can email WTForcePodcast at gmail.com and I'll read some listener feedback on the show or like. I think he goes by a rural farm boy on Twitter. Uh, his name is Anthony, and he left us this message
3: by sending us
0: like a voicemail but over email. Here it is.
3: How do you miss Marie Claire? My name's Anthony. And maybe you'd know me a little bit better from that Twitter verse as Rural Farm Boy. I wanna drop you this here quick message. Cause you was asking what folks thought about Miss Allie's Starcross song couple songs that she played on your most recent show earlier this week and i'll probably be maybe one of the only that comes from it from maybe a really different place um i heard her play live on your show and she was finger picking a guitar as i also do just for myself i play for me what i heard was very folksy very bluesy and I listened to I didn't put down modern day music, and I went back and listened. I listened to what folks nowadays call Delta blues or Mississippi blues, and I listened to a whole bunch. There's there's a ton, and a ton of different styles. But what Miss Alley done, and maybe the way she played. She played on the guitar on your show, but on YouTube sounds like a mandolin to me and there's there's some modern day folks that maybe she kind of reminded me of kind of like the punch brothers if you know who they are if you don't go look them up you're missing out and they got a front man plays mandolin named chris thyle yeah she's she'd sound like him but the sounds is what got me of how she was playing Now I got to go back and listen to the lyrics because yeah, they're Star Wars related and I'm a great fan of Star Wars. And I want to hear, I got what she was saying while you was talking to her about what she sung having to do with Rayla, and maybe insert, maybe dragging me towards that, but that's for me to figure out and thank you for helping me along the way. And I hope maybe some of this made sense. I just wanted to give you them thoughts and You can count me along for the next show and the one after that and I'll be along for them all. So till the next show. May the force be with see you on the radio.
0: Thanks, Anthony. (laughs) I don't (laughs) I didn't really know what you were talking about because I don't know blues that well and I don't know this style. And so I actually followed up with you and you said it really reminded you of the Punch Brothers or a bunch of Riley old blues music. You know, I know that we might not have convinced you on Raylo yet and that's okay. I I don't, know that it's for everybody I don't know that everybody needs to see it I think that it's just you know a trope that is there and if it happens it happens and that's awesome so thank you very much Anthony for your feedback and I'm very happy to have you be a listener on the show and of course feel free to uh, submit your feedback and we might have some time to share it out there to everybody I also want to announce Our good friend Allie, as we were talking about Miss This Band, has announced that she's going to be having a new song coming out in February. And I have heard the acoustic version of this, much like she performed on With The Force in January. I heard the acoustic version of the new song and it is is amazing. She is just knocking it out of the park with these songs. This one is a little bit more towards the original trilogy, and I know that everybody's going to be super excited to listen to it. Also, if you haven't had a chance to read a few books out there done by the author Claudia Gray, I really would recommend that you try to get those get at least a few of them under your belts by the end of February. I'm going to be covering her writing and that topic in a great amount of detail. And it would be amazing if you could follow along and read uh, read up, get prepped and read all of her works. Bloodline specifically is exceptional. Lost Star is also amazing from a Canon perspective from um, you know divide perspective uh, between two sides of <laughs> two sides of a war right and Leia Princess of Alderaan as well as uh, a certain point of view her story. Um, Master and Apprentice is also really amazing. So I'm going to be deep diving into the themes of her books. And I really look forward to uh, talking about it more in detail as well as hopefully having you listen in and get A lot out of it. Right now, I'm working on some prep for celebration. I'm trying to figure out kind of what I'm going to bring with me and all of those different things. I have some stickers already set aside, so if you come up to me, there's at least going to be stickers uh, to take home with you. And I'm looking into buttons and maybe some other stuff. But uh, I look forward to meeting a lot of the listeners out there. I really look forward to you know seeing you in person and getting to know you a little bit better. I Do not know what to expect. This will be my first celebration. So if you're going to, that's really awesome. And uh, make sure that you track me down and say hi. And uh, I hopefully will have something to take home with you. And I think that's everything that I had on my mind this week. I feel like it was a little rambly, but, you know. That's that's how this uh, segment has been going recently. So um, until I have time to do this again, hopefully the next week or the week after, um, maybe I'll start sharing kind of what I'm reading or what I'm working through from a canon perspective as well. So you can kind of see what I'm thinking about. Um, as I only recently read Lost Stars, this is uh, me catching up and now I want to talk about Claudia Gray all the time. So uh, that's kind of... Um, where I'm at and you can kind of see some of that with these additional segments well I hope you guys have a good time until we talk again and again a reminder about listener feedback and cheers thank you everyone for listening to what the force I'm Marie-Claire Gould your host our music is the what the force theme orchestral music by Christy Carew for what the force we have a patreon at patreon.com slash what the force we like to thank all of our patrons especially those who love what the force night huntress and in wild space we are available on itunes google play and other podcatchers including youtube you can connect with us on twitter at wt show feel free to reach out and start a conversation cheers